Hello and welcome back to another episode of the True To You podcast. I know I'm a little slow on getting these episodes out to you, but as you may be aware, I also help produce another podcast called the Creator Club podcast with my husband, John, and that's part of our business coaching membership. So he is the main voice of that podcast, but I also help out with that. So juggling a couple of podcasts and with the Creator Club, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that we've got coming up in the next few months. So we will be opening up spots again to join Creator Club at the end of September. We are currently closed and if you want to register your interest for that, you can do that on the website. You can submit an application and we will let you know as soon as spots open up. But the reason why I wanted to share that with you is that we have an amazing event coming up in November. It is something that we love to teach and we love to help business owners explore. It's especially good for business owners that are a little bit further down the track. We call this world building and this is going to be a world building implementation day because the really cool thing is, is that when you create a business, you are also creating a world for people to be part of. And this is particularly interesting when you're working with a lot of service-based businesses because they have the ability to create communities and connections and relationships through their clients and their members and through the people that they service in their business. And they are at the head of that world, typically. So we go into all these different layers of what it means to build out your world and then how you can actually start to integrate that into your marketing, into your branding, into your sales and the offers that you put there out into the world. So very, very cool. That's coming up in November. So if you do want to join Creator Club and be part of that event, then you will need to get in in this next round. Also, Friday, I'm very excited to be speaking at the Level Up Conference for Gen Collective. This is their inaugural conference. They're going to be running this conference every single year. So shout out to the Gen Collective team who have done so much hard work behind the scenes to pull this together. It's going to be a beautiful day out in the Hunter Valley, which is a little bit north of Newcastle where I live in Australia. And we're going to have an amazing, fun day. So if you're listening to this and you are coming along on Friday, I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, my guest today is Joanna Andre, and I know Joanna through Rama Institute. She is someone that has been on my radar to interview for a long time since I found out about her work probably about a year ago when our teacher Guru Jagat passed away last year. It was incredible to watch all of the community come together and interestingly it strengthened a lot of the friendships that I had started through that and to be honest a lot of these friendships are 
online. We we jump on Zoom calls and we connect and I've had many of the amazing women in this community on the podcast because I want to show that being part of this community is yes, being a yogi and following the practice of Kundalini Yoga and meditation, but there is also a world of amazing people who are teachers and directly teach kundalini yoga themselves but then they're also out there doing incredibly creative things i've had amy keller the stylist i've had mary margaret who is an executive coach i've also had uh the other amy keller on the show as well she is a brand strategist i that's the the main term that i would give her she's she's incredible And I'm very lucky to have many of these women in my life and know them and we connect. And so Joanna is someone whose story I wanted to share with you. She spent many years in the corporate world traveling long hours and engaging with quite high level people in various organizations from universities to hospitals Uh, she's based in Washington DC so she also has crossed over into that uh, political scene as well and really from a young age was dealing with with quite a lot of incredible people and very big roles and with that came a lot of stress even though she was doing very well and she was hitting sales targets and it was incredibly lucrative, but she was on the road a lot for this role. And that, as many of you will know, can be very thrilling in the beginning, but then it can be quite exhausting and draining (laughs) after a few years of that. And so what she decided was that she really needed some help because this lifestyle was great because it gave her the money and the success and the accolades but at the same time there was areas of her health and stress that was impacting her mentally and so she started to become interested in this idea of self-care and what different things she could begin to introduce into her life so she started researching and reading and getting different qualifications and became very interested in yoga and meditation started to teach herself different ways to cope with the stress and remain healthy and thriving even though she was in an environment of constant change and sometimes high stress. So she didn't quit her job straight away, despite the fact that she'd found this new interest and it was really helping her personally. She actually took time to work on herself and see how she could help herself during this time, which I found to be a very noble way to go about it because many of us hit a stressful period in a job and we go, okay, we've got to leave, we've got to quit, there's got to be something else out there. But going through that process gave her the understanding of what it's like to be someone 
in those types of roles and how she could actually specifically help them so that when she did quit and start her own business, she started out as the Wandering Wellness. She now has the Victory Practice. She had this amazing skill set that was very applicable. She knew the stories of the people that she wanted to help and that really is the best way to create services when you know firsthand that it's worked for you, right? So now she runs the Victory Practice. She is a mama and a yogi and she works in the corporate wellness scene, but also she has her online studio and she does various other things as well, speaking and writing. And so you'll get to hear a lot of how Joanna implements these things in her own life ideas around victory which is one of my favorite mantras one of my favorite English mantras and her journey as a mama and a business owner so please enjoy this conversation with the incredible Joanna Andre Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. One thing that I noticed straight up when I came across your work and really started to get connected with you, probably when you officially became the Victory Practice, officially last year, that's when you officially became. Yeah. And our teacher, Victory was always a mantra that was front of mind for her and something that she taught. And it's probably one of my favorite to share with people, probably as it is yours, because it's just so universal. You don't even have to really understand mantra and people take it and and they just, they love it. Like it really enhances their life. So when I saw that you had called your business that I was like, oh, that's, that's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I would love to know from you just straight up victory. What does it mean to you to live? Obviously your business is a reflection of that, but I know being a yogi, your whole life is probably a reflection of this concept. So what does that really mean for you personally? Yeah. Thank you for asking that. You know, victory, it was one of those interesting things because my old, the the name of my old company was literally, I mean, is wandering wellness, you know, and that was because I was in that space where I was exploring, you know, I was kind of wandering. (laughs) And I mean, it was funny. I had a a very, um, you know, business savvy friend be like, I don't think you want to name your business wandering wellness. I'm like, I know, but I need, I need that. I need this time 
of wandering and many great things were accomplished and many people were helped. And, you know, I did a lot, but when victory came to me and it came to me and I was doodling with my son, you know, not out of nowhere. Right. Cause as you said, our teacher, absolutely. And that's a word from the lineage of, of which we practice, but to me, victory is a directional signal. Hmm. There, it's not a, there's, you don't land in victory. It's, it's a vibration of where you're just constantly aiming. You're aiming at that. And I, you know, I really like these big words. There's many big words that I love. I love the word destiny, majesty, right? Like magnetism. We, we love these words. They're really like chewy and, and we like to look for them, but victory as opposed to wandering all over the place, right? To me, victory is like an arrow. Talk about your, you know, Sag energy, right? But it, 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 sh- it shoots you. It's, it's got propulsion behind it. It's got acceleration behind it. And the yogis say, when you utter the word victory or you just, you know, utter it in your mind, you just think it and project it through the mind, you have the, the force of a hundred angelic beings behind you. Like what? I mean, and so there's all these like fun, quantifiable, um, you know, symbols and energies that call in when you use the power of that word. So all of a sudden, it was like, okay, victory. Oh yeah, the victory, but it's a victory practice because you have to show up for victory every day. And the really interesting thing about victory is if you hold it, no matter what's going on externally or internally you're going to get there because it's the directional signal. That's your intention. Everything on planet earth runs on intention. And I actually, and I'm curious, you know, from someone who guides other creatives and as a creative yourself, we'll talk about this more, but you know, the goal setting for creatives, you know, like this specific intentions for creatives the manifestation process for creatives, because for me, it, it works a lot more amorphously, but I still need something. So for me, that word victory, it holds it all. It's like, I don't even know all the good things that I am pulling down from the ethers and all the people I'm meant to connect with and all the things I'm meant to do or teach or deliver. But I do know that I want victory and I want to constantly have that as my directional signal and input wherever I'm going. Mm, mm. Has it changed your life since you really set that intention yeah oh my gosh yes I mean because it's like you know victory when you're having sort of a shit show of a day and like your kid won't get in the car seat and you're late and you're whatever you know and you're just like and you you haven't showered that day for whatever reason and you're you know you're kind of a hot mess but you're like oh yeah victory but it just it completely and you do you do feel you feel the force of your higher self because all the angelic frequencies and all these other other frequencies they're just you they're reflections of the infinite side of you right which is infinity mm-hmm. and the divinity and and all of a sudden you know it's just it's so clear that for me it gives me such great perspective that it's like, yeah, I can have victory no matter what. I can be in a space of victory because it's a vibrational um, signal. You know, that's that's just the and it's, and it's a symbol, right? Because when you are embodying the energy of that word, then all of uh, things just have to rearrange. You know, the shit show just has to get funny. Um, or maybe, I mean, maybe all your problems are solved in an instant. Sometimes that happens with, with things, with mantras. Um, but sometimes it's just, you laugh and sometimes it's just, you know, you, you exhale 
You know, I don't have to be so serious about this life. I don't hold on so tightly, um, even though I'm focused. And there's mm. a great book. Um, I'm, I feel like you've probably heard of Paulo Coelho. Everyone's heard of The Alchemist, you know, that awesome mm-hmm. you know, story of just, I, I feel like I read that once a year. But he has another book called um, Warrior, is it Warrior of the Light? It's something like this. Um, oh, we can look it up later or something, but it's all these little vignettes of, um, you know, what, like who a warrior is and what a warrior does. And it, they're beautiful because it, it, it really embodies a lot of that victory to me. And I think, I think there really is kind of a warrior connection to the word victory. And if you're on planet mm-hmm. earth, if you're listening, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're a warrior. There's just, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be attracted to any of this energy because to be a creative and to fight for the creative expression of your soul, you have to be a warrior. <laughs> it's not going to work any other way. Um, and a warrior has to have the goal of victory, which looks different in different situations. It's not always so obvious. It's not winning the, you know, each battle, um, you know, but if you, it, it, it's, it's absolutely about a marathon of lifetimes of life, lifetimes of, you know, what can I, how can I kind of understand this word more and more and more each day, mm. each maybe lifetime, you know? Oh, I love that. I feel like we could jam for 45 minutes just on victory. <laughs> Let's like, do it. <laughs> oh no, we're going to have a three hour podcast. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I, I love that. The warrior thing is, is very interesting to me. I haven't read so much, probably read um, by proxy through Guru Jagat, you know, Chogyam, Trumpa Rinpoche's teachings around the Shambhala teachings and uh, he speaks a lot about this warrior concept as well and I think when you embody that you hold yourself to a standard as well that that comes to mind to me too and I think you know we practice a a royal yoga a Raj yoga you know and I think all of these things go together don't they and it's why not like why can't you yeah you might not hold that title but you have every right to assume that position and you're so right being a creative it's very easy to find yourself wallowing in you know, everything's hard, everything's wrong, but your creativity is what's going to move the culture and in, in, the, in the right direction. And perhaps assuming, you know, you talk about technology and I could probably go on a rant here, but it, so much of it um, dulls us, doesn't it? And so I think sometimes when I, you know, it's, whether it's the way you dress or whether it's just the, the assuming that position of of the warrior that it really changes how you perceive everything and how you approach everything and how you show up to everything and I feel like that's missing a lot (laughs) and obviously there's so many layers to this you can hear that I'm probably like you're holding back a little bit but I don't know if you have anything no there's so much I want to say about that I and I love that you have (laughs) hit on that. Cause it's like, there's a dignity that you have to carry mm. just 
with what your soul has been through to get to where you are at this moment. It's like, show yourself some respect, show your soul some dignity, show your soul some respect. Because, you know, I, I forget where I saw this. And are you a generator in human design? Remind me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I thought so. We had a call. I saw something in human design that just, because I'm, I'm, I'm a different design. I'm a manifester, but I, I love generators. I'm surrounded by them. And like all the people I love are generators. And I saw something that was like, why is every, you know, why is planet earth so angry? And, you know, we could wax poetic on many reasons why, but it was one of this, like this person's argument was because we know a large proportion of the population are generators and most of them are not doing what they actually, what actually lights them up. Mm. And because of that, right, we know that shuts the generator down and then they don't have access to their energy and their power and all their sparkliness and all the things that makes thing, all the things that make generators so wonderful. And I thought, I mean, you know, whether you're into human design or not, that's just such a great metaphor because look, yeah, we're in a new age. You can make money on the internet doing whatever the, in the world you want. You just, I mean, on some level you can, right. And, and yes, you know, we, we, there, there's a formula and there's that, you know, you got to kind of figure out and put your, get you to know, get your business together and get yourself together in many ways, but it's possible now the barriers to entry that used to exist. And many of them did, you know, it was like, you were a white male and or you came from a family, you know, of noble birth <laughs> or cased, And that was it. Right. It's like, yeah, that was real. Um, and certainly there are all sorts of barriers real or perceived in, in this age that we're in too. Yes. But I really think, especially through sound and through mantra, one of which, you know, we've all learned today, victory is a mantra. It's an English mantra. You just say victory, victory, victory all day. And your entire life would organize around that word. But, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I, if I have an idea, I actually came here to deliver it. Do you, I mean, have you heard of this gospel of Thomas? Uh, I grew up with super Catholic mom and super Jewish dad. So it's like always fun related <laughs> stuff. Cause I, I, I don't, I, I like love to flow between all of them. Yeah. Um, and this was in a book. I never actually have read the gospel of Thomas, but this, this excerpt was from it. And it's coming to me for this gospel of Thomas was like hidden by the Catholics. So they're like, don't look at that one. Mm. Like, like the Magdalene one, like, so, you know, hide that gospel, but that was real, you know, but the gospel of Thomas, there's a, there's something where he says, literally, if you do, if you bring forth, what is within you, what is within you will save you which is like, oh, that's nice. Uh, and then it goes, if you do not bring forth what is within you, what is within you will destroy you. It's a little bit like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> but I, <laughs> what? I thought this was supposed to be nice. Uh, but, but that's, I mean, and I, I think, I think we forget that it's that serious on some mm -hmm. level. It is that serious. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, this is a gravity planet. It's a density planet. It's a very intense place to be, but we wouldn't be here if we couldn't handle it. And mm -hmm. we, I mean, my prayer every day, like, you know, I pray so much for my kiddo and it's kind of fun when you have a kid. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. What do I, you know, all the things that I believe in, I have to now start externalizing them or quite, I mean, this is how I've taken it or question them and kind of unpack them. Right. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Uh, cause it really makes you think, do you want to teach this? Do you want to pass this on consciously or not? Um, and it's been kind of funny to think about that stuff. Right. But it's like, wow, I, I really do believe in that power and that prayer of we have to deliver the destiny. 
or else, you know, we're going to be really pissed when we die. (laughs) It's just not going to be a fun experience, right? I want to die and be like, yes, victory. You know what I mean? Okay. On that, on that, how did you know? Because I know the listeners don't know about this, but we're going to reveal a little bit of this, of this in a second. And and you may may mention to this at the beginning, but you you've had quite a radical change in your career, and you weren't you weren't um, pursuing the path of the yogi and teaching and meditation, and 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 part of it you go back into corporate in order to. Um, deliver the good the good message <laughs> I do and will, I, I, the do good love I love teaching the corporate you know the corporate yeah. folks do, yeah. But yeah yeah um but you weren't always doing this so take me back to the time of Joanna back in the day when she started to realize oh hang on I'm not living out my destiny right now and I'm going to be pissed on my deathbed, but it may yeah, change. You know, it, might it, be slow it, and painful. But. <laughs> it's a good story. And I mean, I feel really lucky because I feel like I, I got there in a really accelerated fashion. And I don't think that's always everyone's path, right? I think sometimes we have to have that, like it's a total midlife situation where it's like mm. we're 50 and we pivot or we're 60. Or I don't think age has anything to do with it. I really don't. Um, but my story was it, like, it really happened in my twenties and mostly my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got out of college and was like, you know, got this kind of like high achiever, hotshot, you know, sales and marketing job with this healthcare company. Um, and I was just like, okay, achieve, achieve, achieve. Like that was all I kind of, you know, I, I was, I was very good girl consciousness, right. Very yes. like type A. I I needed the pats on the back, you know, competitive, very competitive. Um, And I, and it was just like, okay, like, you know, and then I just kept promotion, promotion, promotion. And then what started to happen was I started to make all this money and I really liked that part a lot. (laughs) And I was like, this is great. You know, the company card and all the fancy trips and all first class upgrades because I had so many miles on all my, you know, airlines and stuff. Um, I was traveling all around, which I also really liked. Um, and it's also one of those fun things where when I look back, not a yeah. day was wasted, right? Like in terms of getting me here, every single, it's like, it was like a, an intricate dance, right? Every single part, even the hard parts and the parts that are really awful, you know, I'm so grateful for them because they're, they're feeding and, uh, you know, nurturing and nourishing all the things I do now, hundred percent. But, um, I had this really huge goal of bringing in a million dollars of business this one particular year, which I had never done before. And, uh, um, you know, so I'm like flying all over town, doing all the meetings and it's like, you know, CEOs of these kind. And I'm like 25, you know, 26 it's. And so I, it was really like an interesting, um, it was a great training, great training ground to just be like, wow, you know, if you hold yourself with dignity and if you know what you're talking about on some level, uh, you know, and you just have an attitude, you can convince people to do what you want them to do. Like, wow, that was an interesting education too. Attitude, right? I mean, it's not so much fake it till you make it, but it's kind of like, it's that attitude of, again, it's that same kind of dignity, but a couple of things were breaking down. One, I just, I, I was kind of done. I wasn't really believing in what I was doing anymore. And I, interestingly enough, cause I had to decide to speak a lot. My throat started really 
um, getting sick, right? The throat chakra. I was selling something that I was kind of like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I like, believe all the things I'm selling yet. And so it felt like this first time it was real, um, throat chakra issue. And that was kind of flaring up and I'm like, Oh, what's going on? And then there were sort of layers of like body breakdown, right. Of like, wait a minute, I'm like, I'm kind of bored and I'm kind of sad and I'm feeling kind of empty. And I, you know, not, not so much physical, right. That's when I did start, start to do the yoga, right. I would always be like the gym, the runner, the elliptical stair climber lady. Uh, but I just, I had to kind of, I was like, I need to do some yoga. I need to is there something deeper, right? Because when you make money quickly and young, um, you it's kind of helpful because you can go one of two ways. You can go the golden handcuffs way, which, you know, is, was very tempting. I, I, I didn't almost do it, but it was like, I remember looking that route and being like, I see how that could happen but that's, that's not happening right now. Um, but you, but you can also start to see the emptiness of it. If, if there's nothing wrong with making lots of money, but if you are not, uh, feeling like it's what you're here to deliver, right? Mm -hmm. It's the heart and soul fulfillment is missing. So that was kind of building. There was a snowball effect there. And then my father had a stroke, a really massive stroke and he's still alive. Um, but we were not certain that that was going to be the case at the moment. And I think I was about to like fly out on something. So, you know, everyone rushes to the hospital, the whole family, you know, we're like pretty sure he's going to be, you know, leaving the planet. And, and it was very intense. And I, you know, I had my phone on me. I hadn't turned my phone off. We rushed over there. I get a buzz on my phone and a contract and like all these messages. And I just crossed that million dollar threshold of new booked business. As I'm like literally standing at my dad's hospital bed, you know, I think is my dad's dying hospital bed. My phone is going crazy and everyone's, you know, plotting me for how awesome I am. And I was just like, it was almost like an out of body experience, you know, it was, and it was, I'm so grateful because I was just like, wow, upside down world, you know, you're met with, you're looking at death and, and someone you love and and Mm. you just have to contend with, what am I here to do? Is this how I want to spend this very precious time I have here or not? And, um, yeah, it was a, it was such a wake up call, Ruby. It was so, I mean, it was so beautiful. And then, like I said, my dad did make it through and, you know, he's had a lot of health stuff he's worked on through that time, but he's still here with us, which is awesome. Um, but that was, that, that was like the beginning of the end where I was like, okay, this is not it. And the money was fun and beautiful and all the experiences and the, the, I mean, the bosses I had, some terrible, some great, you know, every kind of great story and mix of them all. Um, and, And that was the journey of like, all right, what's, you know, what's in the heart? What's the heart of the matter? I know I love to teach. And that has been a through line my whole life. Um, and it's funny because my mom, even the other day told me, she's like, oh yeah, you used to say, you know, I want to be a teacher when I grow up. And I, I, I remember saying, wait, what? Cause I remember, I love to sing as well, but I, I always remember like, I want to be like Mariah Carey. I want to be a singer. <laughs> I want to be Whitney Houston when I grow up. Uh, but she said, no, no, no. You used to say, I want to be a teacher. Wow. Yeah. And claiming that. You know, it's like once you kind of claim that thing, you don't have to know all exactly all the details, you know, but it was like, oh, I learn and then I teach, you know, so I, I learned yoga nidra, 
really quickly in like a, I needed to completely relax retreat and yoga nidra is like a deep guided yogic sleep it's it's magical that was my gateway drug you know for all the like real stress junkies that can't do anything but lay down when they have a minute or you're too t- in you're, you're too you know stressed out to lay down mm. try this um because it it's compl- was a complete game changer for me and it was kind of this neat arc of one thing leading to another then it was like okay let's actually get a hatha practice going oh okay i need to be a, t- a hatha teacher and okay and, and then as i was like starting to teach hatha then i you know discovered kundalini and i was like oh my gosh you know and we all know that moment where we we're like what is this and what <laughs> whoa stop everything everyone kundalini yoga oh my gosh this is it um and that happened for me i guess it was i i'm, I'm forgetting it was the end of 2015 or early 2016 or somewhere around there where I found Kundalini and our, and our teacher and um yeah it was kind of like the rest was history and and that's been my style always it's like I have to learn and experience something and then I just feel as though it's this is too good not to share I, I have to and then I become the conduit I have to share it I have to share it um and that's yeah I mean that's that's how it's been going ever since <laughs> And how did you find that transition going from, I, I partly say this because it's something I experienced, going from this high flyer to externally I have everything and I'm on the up and all of that and I don't, all my needs are met, I don't have to worry. And not saying like I, I'm so thankful for Kundalini because it allowed me to also reject that narrative that because you take a spiritual path you have to be poor or all yoga teachers have to be poor and that yeah those bizarre ideas they just never sat well with me I'm like why do these people like sit in this poverty existence anyways apologies to the yoga teachers if that triggers you but anyway this transition that you would have gone through and maybe you hadn't even found those sorts of teachings yet how was that for you how was that time because it sounds like it was fairly fast like what are we talking did you leave corporate and then the next day you were teaching in a studio are we talking like years is it something that you had to build confidence in put yourself out there it's a really great question I it was kind of like I left corporate and the next day I was teaching in a studio but I had done okay um both while I was still in corporate I started to get some certifications like the yoga nidra and I got a health coaching smart woman (laughs) yeah not that not that you know either of those I mean I I felt like I wanted to do things and so I had a couple clients that I was talking to on weekends for you know Mm. uh, wellness and yoga and I was teaching a Sunday night uh, yoga nidra class already so I felt like and I don't think by the way you have to do it that way I think you I think it's one of those like know thyselves moment because I do think Mm -hmm. they're neat for some people it's like they need to pull the plug and they need to recover and heal and and you know sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves to go you know like hot potato one thing I got to catch the next thing and bring in you know a hundred thousand dollars my first year of business and it's like whoa 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 I mean that's a that's a great thing to arrange your psyche around as a manifestation thing absolutely but cut yourself some slack if that doesn't happen um and and you know because some sometimes the ride is so high and fast that to even just catch up to the 
intuitive callings of your own soul. You have to just, you have to, you know, still yourself. You have to, you know, go to Mexico on a little retreat for a moment, or you have to have your moment. And and each of us Mm -hmm. kind of do that in, in our own ways. And I did, I think just because of the nature of my kind of like I just soul awakening with my dad's moment, which, you know, was so funny. He couldn't even uh, speak at that moment. And he was writing on a piece of paper to all of us. He was like, go back to work, <laughs> which is like such the work ethic that I, you know, is like an immigrant, you know, yeah. all, he, he became a doctor just like, you know, did not ever stop working his way to the top and amazing, amazing man. But it was just, it's so funny, right? Cause that it's some of, for some of us, that work ethic piece is very, very, very deep. Um, and there's nothing wrong. I love a good work ethic, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fast for me, but to be honest, Ruby, I have, there was never a look back moment. And this was really interesting because I had a good friend who was like, look, you're absolutely doing the right thing, but you're going to you know, quit the job. And then, you know, you'll be like really high for a couple of weeks. And then you're going to, you're going to miss your friends. You're going to miss the paycheck. You're going to, and, and she was trying to encourage me. She was like, you know, just, just stay strong, you know, and you'll get over that. And I'm sure that happened for some people, but I haven't, I mean, you know, it's been a long time and I'm not going to wait. That has still not happened because I just think when you know, you know, and even if it's not perfect, cause I still, you know, and, and I, by the way, I was always following breadcrumbs when I, when I quit the corporate world, I knew I wanted to teach some form of meditative yoga practice. And I was really discovering that world, but I thought I was going to work with brides because <laughs> when I was planning my wedding, I was really stressed out. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to work with brides. What? No way. You know, I mean, sometimes the people I work with are brides, but you, you know, you can be whoever you want. But so, you know, and then I thought I was going to be a personal chef. And then I, you know, there were so many, but, but the, but the, the through line was always like, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. Okay. What am I, what am I here to teach? You know? And I was constantly just weaving those pieces, even though, you know, sometimes I would take an off ramp or whatever on the road. Uh, it, you know, it, I feel like it don't, we don't need to take it all so seriously or have that perfect thing. You know, it's, it's an unfolding and I still feel that way about it to this mm. day. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's so many good things in that I feel like you really just trusted yourself a lot. You had somehow at some point in your life been able to cultivate some trust because I don't know if you sat on the decision for a while, but you already, it already sounded like you were exploring some things so that you knew if your time was going to end, there would be, there would be another door opening at some point. I think some people are so desperate to get out of that corporate world that, like you said, you've got to heal the ner- nervous system for a period because you can't you can't leave something and expect that your your body has to catch up with that, you know. And um, it's like shock, especially if you you've come from this environment and you know what corporate's like. It's when I worked in corporate, I lived in a much bigger city as well. And everything's humming all the time. You're constantly in this hum, right? And you're like zipping all over the place. And then you stop that and you go into something a little less, (laughs) a little more low key. And and the body kind of, oh, oh, okay. Uh, You know, we've stopped. There's like a whiplash in the slowdown. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I yeah. completely, I remember in the corporate world, I would miss seasons. Would that ever happen to you? I, I would, mm. it was like all of a sudden it was summer and then I would wake up and it was Christmas. And I'm like, wait a minute, I missed autumn. We have a mm. beautiful autumn in, you know, the Washington mm. area. And, and the same thing would happen with winter to summer. I, you know, I'd miss spring. Cause it's like, so that was really fun in the slowdown, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there was, I have a healthy dose of, of boldness to thank for the, the jump, I think. But I also think it's part of my destiny to inspire other people to be a little more bold. Um, because I think, I just think too many people are playing too small right now. It's like, look at planet earth. We, it's desperate for bold action. Mm. Um, and any kind of bold action that's serving the call of your soul and your heart. I mean, don't you think you're going to have a little help on the other side? Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. One of my, one of my uh, favorite teachers, well, and Dave, I love her. She's such a beautiful teacher. She, she says it's like seal team. Uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like, you're like, you're a Navy seal down here, right? Like doing a secret mission. And so you're like, <laughs> crawling in the darkness, special ops, you know, but you, but like you have a microphone in your ear and back at, you know, central command or whatever, there's like a hundred people in a room helping you and directing you. And and (laughs) I love that so much. Like, think about that on the other side, whatever you believe in, you know, because I'm still not sure I can actually like, you know, verbalize what it is I believe in, you know, for sure. But some sort of, you know, infinite, divine, uh, benevolent, beautiful, cosmic and all of those kind of emissaries are here to help. You're not here Mm. alone. And Mm. I think so often we get really stuck in that one dimensionality of like, we get so 3d about it and we get so like, you know, business plan and like, you know, profits and loss and oh my God, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with being organized. I could probably use more of that in my life, (laughs) but um, thank goodness for QuickBooks, but you know, beyond like some of the baseline things, just to kind of get yourself feeling like you have your arms around the thing, you have to believe in the power of your own soul. Again, you would not be here. You couldn't handle it if you weren't here to deliver something bigger, bolder. And that means different things, by the way, for different people. I have very good friends that are like hundred percent homemaking goddesses that are just like raising mm-hmm. the incredible children that are like just these star beings and, and they are holding down a high velocity frequency of creativity and majesty and destiny and victory in their homes. But like that ripples out, you know, again, endlessly. Um, and then I have friends that are, you know, like the badass top of their game flying all around and doing the things too, that, you know, we didn't maybe like so much, but they they're into it. They love it. They never see their families, but like they're, it's okay. Like they're, they're, they're lit up by the destiny, but that's the difference. It's their doing bold things and they're lit up, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what the kind of circumstances look like, there's always an opportunity for that. And I, I, I am trying to challenge myself. That's one of my personal prayers too, is like, how can I go bigger? I'm not even sure yet. What does that look like to go bolder? What does it look like to expand beyond what I even think I could do? Um, and then keep expanding beyond that because I, anything less is just, it's like a a bore. (laughs) Mm, mm. One way I love to look at that 
And, uh, two things, actually. I wanted to go back to what you were saying, and I think we've, we're probably in our life and maybe in more in, uh, in our current life and in our past life being surrounded by um, men and women that are incredibly intelligent. And I think in, in the, uh, you know, I don't know if this, is, if this is a curse of the West, but I think we get in the way of ourselves so often right and especially if we've come from the machine the corporate machine and we're kind of stepping out of that finding our own way and like uh weaving our own our own path and so we kind of we've always had to hang our hat on our intelligence and our credentials and all of these things and it can I I see this with a lot of business owners who've come from that environment is that they, and myself included, I'm not taking away from myself here, but, you know, the people we want to help, they're really like at the beginning often of, of their journey. I'm not taking, I'm not taking away from their intelligence, but no, we, I, I we don't have to overcomplicate the the thing you know like we've come from working for multi-million dollar companies billion dollar corporations and we think it has to always be that complex but sometimes the most beautiful things that people create are really simple and really effective and really helpful I think of some of the beautiful creatives in our Rama community um you know I'm not I'm not wearing a a tantric necklace right now but I know you have a lot of them you'll probably be wearing three or I'm four like, at once. My husband's like why are you wearing all three all the time I'm like I, I when I take them <laughs> off I feel it when I take them off and they're like no <laughs> <laughs> but no I love beautiful that thing that holds so much power yeah oh I completely agree and I, you know what phrase keeps coming who said this I, I'm forgetting but um that famous phrase you know necessity is the mother of invention mm. you know so like, where where's the need and where's the you know where's the hole and where's the creative and I am so grateful for whatever random library our house happens to be near which you know we moved here a couple of years ago just outside the city a little bit outside DC in Virginia and I you know I go with my kiddo all the time and I two stories that we've got recently that I'm just like, there's so many cool stories of, of amazing lives that we just don't know as much about, or, or I didn't know the stories. And I'll just tell you two really quickly, but one, this one's blowing my mind. Um, it's a small town in Paraguay. I think it's called Cateura. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but um, it's basically like a, a town that's on a landfill. It's like really rough, rough side of the tracks. And, you know, the kids and the families live in these little shanties and shacks. And anyway, one day, um, an engineer who's going to try to help some of the people there just have more safety practice around, practices around the landfill uh, ends up being a music teacher and wants to teach some of the children music. And, and long story short, they end up making instruments for these children out of trash. You can look this up. It's it's like unbelievable, but it's, but, you know, all of a sudden an orchestra and, you know, they travel around, they perform at the, you know, fancy places all over the world. Um, but these children who had nothing, you know, because of one very creative, you know, the simplest thing out of trash, you're making a violin out of trash, you're making a, you know, flute out of a discarded pipe. I mean, so it's this, this kind of thinking that just, right, like, I agree with you. I think sometimes we have to go more simple. We want to get so 
academic and ahead of ourselves. It's like, look to the, you know, like with the awakening is in the, is in the, in the you know, who's, I think this is Trungpa, the awakening, excuse my French, but the awakening is in the, you know, the piss and the shit. That's where the enlightenment is. Uh, the music is in the trash. You know, the, the violin is in the, the landfill and it's, it's like, wow, what a perspective shift. And I think when you slow down, that's when you can see it, when you slow mm. down a little bit and you take that mm. breath, take that moment and you take that, you know, questioning of like, oh, what, you know, what, what does my soul want me to do here? Have I ever thought and have I ever stopped and just asked and listened, however, silly that sounds or feels mm, mm, yeah one thing I'd love to know is how it's been for you going back in as the teacher into because a lot of your work yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong is going back into the corporate environment and teaching yeah. or totally. perhaps your stu students private students and things like that you have a Patre Patreon mm -hmm. as well, so people anywhere can access you. But a lot of your in-person work is done in that environment. H how is it for you going back into that environment and teaching and bringing Kundalini Yoga and meditation? How responsive are people? Like, what are you finding really cool about that experience? It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so yeah. funny because, it, you know, I usually walk into a room of like a lot of negativity. <laughs> like, really? I, well, it wow. depends. But it's yeah. funny because, you know, it's like a lot of arm crossing. And I have to, I have to spend the first couple of minutes being like, I'm, I was you. I'm like, I know you. <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm, I, I'll literally, I'll often open with, you know, I, I was not born a hippie. I promise. <laughs> I used to be, and this is a true story. I used to be that girl in a, you know, a yoga class. Cause I would only take like the power yoga, um, or like super sweaty, hot yogas only, you know, high velocity yogas. I was the one in Shavasana who'd roll up her mat and get the hell out of there. Cause I could not lay down with yeah. my thought for three minutes. I couldn't. And, um, and so I have to spend a couple of minutes just being like, I'm not a hippie. I'm going to help you and just, just be with me for just try. Okay. And it's really funny because I've worked with like some fancy law firms all around and, you know, sometimes they'll have to bribe people to come by like luncheon. So it's like barbecue and the victory. Practice. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing a heavy breath of fire today, but we're going to have a, a good time. But it's been, it's been really fun because you know, it's some people, not everybody is negative, but I, I have learned. And again, I think it goes back to those times in my twenties where I had to walk into these rooms of CEOs. And I mean, you know, I was like, well, 20 something and just be like, I know I'm younger than you, but I know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to help you. Here's what the, you know, my company can do. Boom. You know? And so we, that's where you, you hearken back. None of these tools are wasted. Not a moment is wasted. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, it's an attitude and it's a caliber. And it's like, I am delivering something that is not me. The best teachers will always tell you this, right? It's not, it's coming through them. Even the people that write the original works or paint the original paintings, they're a channel, they're a conduit of something more infinite. They're bringing it down from the cosmos, something that has to be on planet earth. And so I think, uh, you know, I try to check myself in that way. So it's not such an ego thing, no matter what happens. Um, but, you know, it's fun because by the end of the practice, I can, I can see 
in the energy field and the faces. And I, now I'm doing a lot of zooms. So it is funny. Cause I'm like, you know, I can't always see, but I, the comments I can see and you know, the feedback I get later that, you know, gosh, that was so amazing. I, I didn't know I could, I didn't know I could feel that way in a three minute breathing exercise or, mm-hmm. you know, can I do this every day? Tell me more. What was that song you played? That song took me to a place of relaxation that I've never helped. I've never been before, or it stopped the thoughts in a way that, you know, I could, I could slow down the mind for the first time in my whole life. I, I never done it. You know, there's a lot of curiosity. And I remember one, um, it's just fun, like the anecdotes, but one particular class a while ago, and I, I teach a lot with different governmental agencies too. So this is one of those. And there was I think a lot of people are friendly, but there's one guy, you know, kind of like he wasn't front and center, but he was a big circle. And he was, a, he was in, happened to be just in front of me, arms crossed, leaning back, such an attitude of not wanting to be there. And so I was just kind of playing a game with myself. I, it doesn't matter. Cause if, if I have a good time, that's a victory. Right. And I have learned that. And I, I believe that. And that's true. And so that's also the attitude I take. Uh, and it's true. If I have a good time, I, like that's, that's all I can do. And then there's one happy customer, you know, but this guy, I was kind of like in my head, let's just see what happened. Let's see if I can turn him, you know? And so I'm teaching the thing and, and throughout the, the practice, it's like his posture, you know, the crossed arms, they started to, the shoulders started to release. And then, you know, he was like kind of holding one arm. <laughs> the other one was <laughs> and then and then he was like you know and then the arms came down and then he was actually doing some of the postures and then and it became this this beautiful unfolding of you know whatever he thought of me or how, the preconceived notion of you know what we were going to do and how he didn't want to be there he didn't want to listen to what I had to say it completely changed and at the end of the class he ran up to me and he basically oh. said all that. It was so cute. He was like, you know, I really didn't want to be. And I'm like, no kidding. You really didn't want to be here. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't have told, couldn't have ever guessed that. Um, but he said, you know, it was amazing because, he, and he, he said, I, I feel more relaxed um, than I have in a really, really long time. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, oh you know, that's, that's the stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're just giving people an experience of their own, of a different field of energy where they can mm-hmm. actually enjoy their experience on planet earth. And, and I mean, I was talking to another Rama connected friend about this. Like I feel so badly for the people that don't have access to tools like this. Cause even, you know, we are so lucky to have all these tools and we still have our bad days, right? We still have our moments of like, you know, Oh crap. And that's fine. That's human. That's normal. But to have a just plethora of mantras tool you know you just press play you do one three minute exercise you pop on you know I do a 30 minute um practice every Monday morning and or a longer class on on Saturdays you know but you kind of just get yourself into one of these windows where you know you can change your energy and and everything changes I mean everything mm. and I think part of that is understanding that kundalini yoga is a 10 body system of of understanding um, and, and one of my old friends from my old company actually just hired me to be her one-on-one coach, which I don't do too much of that, but I do kind of, I do, I, I have a handful of spots. I mostly teach groups. Um, but it was so funny, uh, just to kind of like have that old and, you know, that old friend in, in the new world. And, and I told her that concept, I'm like, look, you know, you're not just the physical body. We talk about 10 bodies, 
in Kundalini. You know, you have three layers of the mind. You have your soul. You have your breath is a body. You're, you have a body that is like your royal, regal majesty, your radiant body, right? And, and on and on. And, and she was so blown away. She was like, she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I feel a resonance in me. Like I've known this my whole life. And this is the first <laughs> time I'm getting that window into like, oh yeah, there's remembering. You know, so I think so I think that happens when we when I do the corporate stuff, and I'm, you know, I'm not wearing my turban. I'm putting on my hat or my headband. You know, I'm I'm buttoning it up a little bit. It's hard to button me up, but you know, um, but I but I'm just I'm like, look, you know, you can sit at a boardroom table and do this. You can sit at your desk and do this. It's going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. what did Guru Jagat always say? She was like, we need yogis in every part of society, don't we? We need them the garbage collection man we need them (laughs) in our schools we need them wherever it is yeah in our governments in particular (laughs) you know but I know I know because (laughs) because think about it right it's like the little um it's like the the a map that's lit up right by these Mm. these lights all around Mm. and and if they're all concentrated in one you know we can't all live in LA much as we love you know our LA yogis and we can't all live in whatever sometimes I even you know want to get the heck out of where I live I've lived here a long time but I I know I'm supposed to be here and I'm because I'm I'm one of those light holders and we all are in some way and I think the people that are feeling somewhat stuck in those careers that maybe feel like they're not as creative, you know, part of it is, is opening into the possibility, right. That you can be that light there and you can always be creative, right. There are no bounds on your creativity. It's just perception. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you teach a lot more about that, which I love, but <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to finish off by talking a little bit about how you balance being mama to your beautiful boy and being dedicated to that role in your life wife mother you know the 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 um sister friend all of those very important relational responsibilities but you're also running your business as well and I don't know how long you were running your business for a few years before you became a mom, right? So you'd already gotten into that pattern, into that flow. How do you, like, what's your take on on balancing both? And and what have you found, like, pre having your boy and then afterwards? And and what's, yeah, what's that looks like? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that. I mean, it is, it has thrown me for an absolute loop and kicked me on my butt and been the best and biggest spiritual boot camp I could ever, you know, you, you think a yogic spiritual retreats intense, right. And then you just get your butt totally handed to you by these like powerful, magical children. Um, and I think, you know, I think it, it's, it was so interesting how everything I thought it would be like, it was the opposite. And so it was kind of like, wow. But I think being able to embody the intensity of, because everything was intense, basically from day one, I was, you know, so sick my whole pregnancy. I was like throwing up every day. It was awful. Oh, nobody likes to throw up, but it was just like, are you kidding me? This is just, you know, and homeopathy saved me in the middle of my pregnancy. And I became a big fan of that. And maybe my next life I'll be a homeopath too, because I love that stuff so much. But it was, it was very cool 
understanding of the motherhood teachings of yoga, mm-hmm. of which I think are also a large part of my personal mission. Not the only thing, but that's becoming more and more clear of like the extreme importance of your pregnancy. You know, the yogis say your baby learns more from the, the fourth month of pregnancy, the 120th day, which is mm-hmm. a very important you know, you, you conceive that's day one. And then you count 120. Uh, it's usually right around the fourth month. And then to the seventh month, then they will learn in about 70 years of their life on planet earth. I mean, it's immense. And so to really be like, I have to live this even while I'm running a business. And even while I feel really sick and I'm, it was like, you know, I wasn't bedridden. I wasn't hospitalized and had to go on that medication. Like, you know, some, um, who was that famous celebrity, Amy, something who's a comedian who was really sick with all our pregnancies. And she would like record herself sometimes throwing up on the side of the road, which was <laughs> really gross, but also kind of funny. Cause I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. Amy um, Schumer. Maybe Schumer. Yeah. She was so yeah. sick in her pregnancy. Yeah. And I think she, I forget what it's called. So maybe I had a, like a slight HGV. Yeah. I'm sure, but I that. had probably something along those lines, but yeah, it was just like, wow. Okay. So it was, a, it's been a complete nervous system overhaul Ruby in, in the best way. And the thing that it's taught me now, he just turned three years old recently. And so it's kind of like, okay. And that's also another teaching by the way, zero to three. I mean, the mama hood never stops with that zero to three is like, it is the mom's job to instill the values in the child. And then, and then their attention kind of turns, right. And it's not like they won't, you know, care about what mom has to say anymore, but it's like, that is your maximum impact chance. And so it was really interesting because I'm someone, you know, I was, I have to work. I have to express and be creative in the world, like for my destiny. And I think for my astrology too, I once had an astrologer tell me that when I was early pregnant, she's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. You're having a baby. You can never not work. (laughs) Like you have to, or you will just feel like you're going to die. Um, which was kind of funny, but it is true. Right. Like, cause I think if you're interested in that and you're able and all those things and you feel like, Oh, I want to really like be in my motherhood, which we know is a very intense job and kind of like let the, you know, let the creative projects just kind of like be there, but not be my number one focus. And so I was, I've been more like 60, 40, like 60 mom, you know, it's always a hundred, but you know what I mean? And 40 work. And it's made me just maximize my time in such a way, like we don't need a lot of time to do the things we actually want to accomplish right? We really don't. We just need the right energy and we need the right intention. And we need just that like right little container, you know? So it's like, okay, you know, what can I do? And he's napping. What can I do in these 30 minutes? Can I, can I write a blog? Can I, you know, think about what I'm teaching for the next two weeks? Can I plan, you know, what I'm going to do for X, Y, and Z? And, And it's amazing what you can do with your time when you just kind of pull it all together and you have that ability to realize that like you can do so much in so little you know my husband always makes fun of me because I talk about books like I've read them like the four-hour work week I've never read the four-hour work week but I don't know (laughs) if you even have to read it with the title like it just you know you get it but that's I haven't totally been doing that I, I work more than four hours a week but but conceptually I really love that you know, like you, you find a way to let your creativity, um, like the creative output 
kind of fit where it needs to be to deliver. You know, I teach when I teach, those times are not changing. Uh, you know, I have my certain clients and then I, I do my speaking engagements too. But beyond that, you know, the other part of my life can be so enjoyed and so play-filled and so, and also so fed into back into whatever I'm delivering from the creative side and the work side. And so it kind of, it's become this thing where it's like this beautiful flow. And, you know, sometimes my kid will run into my classes that I'm teaching and he'll be like, you know, I want to sit on my lap or he'll chant a little bit, or sometimes he'll try to shut the computer and get me to stop teaching. <laughs> you know, and the babysitter's like running after I'm like, no, <laughs> but I, and I used to feel, I, to be honest, I, in the beginning I was, I was like ashamed, you know, I'm like, my gosh, is this unprofessional? I'm so, you know, I need to like go rent a space. So I'm not in my house. And then I just thought, you know what, this is real life and it's funny. And sometimes it's messy, um, but it's real, you know? And, and so I think the motherhood thing has just made that, that upgrade of like the messy, beautiful, chaotic reality, so much more lived. <laughs> um, and then, and then just that understanding of like shaping time, it's really possible. Um, and I'm, and it's still a shit show, you know, to be honest, I'm still working it out, but, but I'm grateful for it so much. It's, it's really, it's been fun and it's been, it's completely turned my world upside down in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to more of your learnings and lessons coming through in your content, because I love when, when you do put some of that through it, it's, it's really lovely to hear. I think just the perspectives personally for me in this community that, that I hear. And I think there's so much, there's there's not as much separation between the yoga and the life and being the householder as we would call it yeah. compared with other styles of yoga like you would go to the studio do your yoga and it was very compartmentalized there wasn't a lot of teachings around uh, motherhood and things like that that I was aware of like I say like I was aware of but I feel like that was probably a reason why I was drawn to this style was just, oh, this is actually, you know, so many of the practices were created exactly for certain situations that you're going to feel. Right. You've, I don't know if you've got the the women's, one of the women's books, um, oh, that yeah. Yogi Bhajan wrote. Yeah. And it's like, oh, great. I need that Kriya today. Or I need that one. And there'll be exact emotions that, and men would go through these as well, but I think, he really understood the woman's psyche. <laughs> oh, pretty I well. totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was just a complete, you, yes. Thank you for saying that word. That's a, such an important word to chew on too, right? The householder is the highest birth because mm. it's harder than living in the ashram, right? Mm. Mm. You have to pay taxes and you have to go to the grocery store and you have to like, you know, cook. pick up your dog's poop and cook and, you know, do the laundry and deliver on the business and deliver on the, the wife, the mother, the sister, the daughter, you know, the cousin, all the thing, the friend. And I think, yeah, it's, it's so good to remember. Absolutely. This, this is an unapologetic type of yoga, um, that about real life and about, about real women's empowerment too, mm. that, you know, and it, it, there's, it's never spelled out. You can have it all, you can do it all, but, but it's like, you will have the energy to decide 
what and choose consciously how you want to spend it. And that's mm. a major gift. That's total, mm. that's just beautiful sovereignty. Mm. You'll have enough energy to do what you choose to do and what you prioritize as your, as you know, the things that you, that will light you up and the things you have to do and energy. I mean, that richness of energy, nothing, nothing can touch that for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's just, it's like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a gift that you can give too, I think, which is really beautiful and in a, in a conscious way and, and unconsciously as well, especially as a teacher and, and in our work with coaching, so much of it we often talk about is, is the energy that you're bringing to situations and how people get so much from that alone, which is really cool. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. that's transformative in itself. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I love it. Yeah. You're so lucky. Well, thank you so much, Joanna. As I said a little earlier, I think we could have just talked <laughs> for like three hours on one part of this conversation. So it's been a blessing to have this time with you to go a little deeper into your story that I had to I did a little bit of digging into your Instagram and it was really cool just to go back. And actually, as you were talking, like I could see that, that unfolding of that journey. And, and so I am thankful for social media that it does allow us to document these changes in our lives and building of these businesses and these creative projects and things like that. So any, any last words that you would like to leave with the good listeners where can we find you? All of those things as well. I mean, I think, you know, in the words of our, our teacher paraphrased, right? Creativity, creativity is just the greatest act of rebellion. It's the mm. greatest act of, it's the greatest act of, of declaring your aliveness, you know, and it should be messy and it should be fun and it should be light. You know, there's a lightness we're all going to die. We've all probably lived many, 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 many lives before this one. So be light about it, be playful about it. But, but that, you know, we also need to be, there needs to be a boldness at the same Mm. time Mm. and a little bit of an urgency, because Mm. even if we live a hundred years, you know, in the course of eternity, that's pretty darn short. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and you can find me at the victory practice, the victory or the victory practice on social on, on Instagram. And, you know, it's so funny when people find me, it's like, they'll go one or t- of two ways on the Patreon. Cause that's, that's really the best first place to work with me and kind of like get my style, but they'll be like, Oh my gosh, we love you. We're signing up for the $44 a month, you know, which that just gets access to all the things I teach each month. Um, and other people are like, okay, we like you, but we're going to do the meditation of the month for $5 and just like test you out a little bit. And then it's funny to see like over the months the, the, you know, the like lower entry people will come and they'll be like, Oh no, no. Yeah. Okay. I'll take all your classes now. Um, but it's kind of, but you know, you can sign up for my newsletter. I send out, I, you know, I love to write the book vision is, is something I do on a manifest too. Um, um, again, I don't know what it's about, probably victory, uh, but we'll see, 
we'll let that we'll let that reveal itself. But I do love to write, so um, I send those out. You know, those are just kind of offerings that I do. Uh, but yeah, I I love to share the wealth. I think mm-hmm. as you were saying, Ruby. You know, this is an energy that's meant to be shared, and there are people. You know, this is kind of cool to think about with your creative projects too, right? There are people that you know, you Ruby are are meant to. Uh, they're meant to hear your voice, mm-hmm. and it will open something in them that has been locked right? For, for who knows how long. And they, 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 they signed a contract to come and meet you and hear you and learn from you. And same with me. There are people out there that have signed a contract to learn from the teachings that are coming through me. Um, and so, and so all of you listening to, you know, there are people that need to learn from whatever your creative outlet is. And they came to planet earth to see it, to hear it, to feel it, to find it, whatever it is. Uh, to learn from it. And so, um, you know, show, show that soul a little dignity and that creativity, a little dignity, because, uh, you know, you, it's been through a lot to get here and it is meant to be delivered, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Perfect words to end with. Thank you so much for your time, Joanna. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Good. <laughs> I loved it. Good, good, good.